Eits jolla kali. Hey y'all, what's up? You're about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, live music, booty bump and beats, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning, there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start. Five, four, three, two, one. Due to the coronavirus, the following show is being produced and broadcast by the Yolokali youth from their homes. So sit back, relax at home, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome everybody. This is the What's Up Quarantine Edition. And this is going to be a little different than what we usually do from our studio. Why? But since we're practicing staying home and social distancing, we're broadcasting straight from the comfort of our couches live through Lumpin' Radio. Things have changed. It is important to focus on social justice issues and how it is to impact our communities. Today, we're going to talk about primary elections that have passed. We're also going to talk about why it's important that y'all vote because your vote counts. Youth presence in these elections is the key to a better future, I swear. We are also going to talk about social conscience about COVID here in Chicago. So stay in and listen. My name is Marie. My name is Melissa. And this is our show. So, um, Marie, did you vote? I sadly did not. Because I was a little bit scared. I mean, it, it may have been misinformation, but I was really like scared to go outside the comfort of my home. I didn't know that there was going to be crowds at the voting stations. And I was going to be like, no. I don't want to do that. Well, like, I know it was my first time voting, and um, I know other kids in my school also voted, so it was really cool. I don't know. It was, it was, it was really cool. Like, what do you think is the importance of, like, youth voting? I think the importance of, like, youth voting is because, like, I feel like, well, if we're going to be here for, like, not generations to come, but, like, like, that's most people. But, like, I feel like for youth especially, it's, like, we're kind of deciding our own future, in a sense. Like, we're leading toward, or like, we're leaning whatever decisions for whatever candidates, like, goes through. Like, because, like, we're going to be here for, like, those four years when that person gets elected. So, or, like, even for the primary, it's just, like, I feel like we're leaning on what future we're going to go through. Like, what pathway. So, I feel like it's really important that we especially, like, vote. Because, like, it's our future we're talking about. You know, like, I feel like that's something to, like, look forward to in a sense if we do vote. Yeah, I know for me, I did early voting. So I know a lot of kids in my school, I didn't vote with them, but I went another day. But um, we did early voting and they took us to the library. And then some kids were, like, cheering us on. It was mm-hmm. a really good experience. And, like, it really teaches you about, like, politics and the importance of being, like, active in your civic civically in your community yeah Um, it was really cool and i really did vote you can vote in the next four years Uh, yeah was it november right yes you can also oh yeah we can vote in november because i wrote a vox or like i did one and it's about i interviewed other students and their experience voting and what are the issues they are most concerned about so oh we could play that Let's get started. Let's let's listen to it. 
Definitely. Get up! Get down! Chicago is a union town! Get down! Chicago is a union town! What is your name? Jonathan Martinez. Itzel Rodriguez. Jocelyn Carrillo. Victoria Castro. Alvaro Arenas. Darian C. Walker. Gabriela Carlos. And was this your first time voting? And how was it? What did you experience? Yes. It was very long just because like there was a lot of new kids trying to register all at once. But the process itself of voting was pretty easy. Like I just went in and voted for the president or you know the primary one. Yes. Well I felt kind of nervous at first because I really wasn't sure if I even registered right. But once I got there it was pretty simple. Um, the people were great and also the, the staff were very helpful on what you needed to do. While I was voting, uh, I did kind of get like confused because I didn't do all my research, but overall it was a good experience. Yes, it was pretty good. I feel good that I could make a change. It made me feel like I entered like a stage in adulthood, like something, and a citizen, like it made me feel like an actual citizen part of the US. I had anxiety at first, but once I started voting, I feel comfortable. I just felt empowering because I felt like I was like helping the community. By voting, I just felt like it counted, you know, I did that, and I was helping. I felt kind of prepared because my mom had always like taken me with her to vote, so it wasn't as scary as I thought it would be, but it was a good experience because I'm finally becoming a grown-up. And like, what are the issues you're most concerned about? I definitely want free health. I feel like, you know, since we, well, I live in a low-income community, I feel like that could do us, like, well. Well, I care more about the environment and also, like, the economy. Because I feel like we're just going on a downfall ever since Trump actually got into office. And also, the he doesn't even believe in uh, environmental issues, so I just feel like that's a prior need right now. College. College should be free. Immigration and abortion rights. Basically, immigration is like a big part because like for me because I'm like my parents are Mexican and you know They came so yeah Hopefully we could uh, have democracy on this town especially in, in this country since uh, times are changing and really we really need that change The issues I'm most passionate about are criminal justice reform and um, immigration reform and I feel like the candidate that's standing up for that is one of the like the best candidates we had in a long time to fight for these issues. So I, I feel like this was a like this is a, a good time to come out and vote. So I feel you know uh, proud for what I did. I'm more concerned about like immigration rights and like LGBTQ rights and honestly just like college and stuff like you know how Bernie's really supporting like the college for like everybody free you know and then on top of that like medicare health insurance all that stuff like that's like really important stuff that we need in our life that is why we have to fight 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 and we are back Remember, you are listening to Watch Hub here in London Radio, and we are broadcasting from the comfort of our couches. Smile and enjoy. You can say we are using the magic of technology to continue informing and reporting to you guys and other youth. And it's important to don't forget the important issues in our country and like what's happening around us. So this is severely important. And what do you think of it, Marie? Honestly, it's like I guess this really is like a. Like, in, even in this, like, scary circumstances, like, I guess it's a way to, like, to connect with people, like, what we are doing right now. What's up, y'all? 
uh, and even like sleeping with our families and stuff like that. So yeah, this is a, a weird circumstance to finally bond with other people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I totally agree. So we interviewed the older men. That's oh, that's the 22nd world, yeah. How was that? Or like, what was your experience with that? Honestly, it was I think it was an amazing interview, not going to lie. Um, we did discuss a little bit about the primary elections, about the importance of voting, especially with young people. We also discussed a little bit about COVID and like how the community is being impacted, how us as a community can do a lot better. Um, that, and then we ended on a good note. And I think that was really a really nice interview. I don't lie. Like, what were some key points like you really liked from like the interview? I guess it was like towards like I think what I, the one part I did not well the entirety I liked, but like what is it? Especially towards the ending, um, was like when we ended on a good note. When like this future, even though like right now it seems like a really scary time, but like in the future, like with a primary voting, and then like this situ and then the scary situation, just like. Like, it'll pass, and we're going to have a bright future ahead. Like, especially with us young people. I'm like, wow, like, that's something I can get behind. Yeah, I would say I agree with that, too. It's just everything piled up, you know? Like, primaries were really important, and now we have, like, COVID-19 happening. Oh, yeah. There's all this stuff, and it's, like, just just came all of a sudden. It's, like, really concerning. But it's also very eye-opening, where, like, you become more aware of what's, like, happening around you. Yeah. You just, like... Because, like, it just happened... It's a one thing like you hear it all over the media and then like it happens here at home and then you're like, wait, what? Because it's like it does accumulate so fast and you're just like and the next thing you know, like school is closed until like uh, March 31st. And then you, there was a whole like conference about it for like, oh, yeah, like school, like CPS schools will be closed until April 21st. And you're like, wait, what? And there was a conference about I think was it J.B. Pritzker. What is it? Even with the mayor, uh, Lori Lightfoot is just like a uh, shelter in home, I believe it's called, like where everyone just has to stay home. And it's just like, wow, like this basically progressed so fast. Like, wow, I didn't even see it coming in a sense, right? Yes, I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. But well, like, without further ado, we should listen to that interview. The older men. Yeah. We're pretty proud of it. You guys should too. I don't know. Pretty cool. My name is Melissa. My name is Marie. Um, in the beginning, we you know we asked for an interview about voting, but um, we've decided like kind of change it. We, we're still going to tackle like issues on voting, but we also have questions about like you know the pandemic that is going on right now, yeah. the resources, and just like the struggles our community or the ward has right now. Yeah, for sure. I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's it's crazy. I was on a phone call this morning with the commissioners of the Department of Family Support Services and the Department of Housing. I was on the phone call with the Progressive Caucus. I watched the mayor and governor um, and their latest announcement, and I was just on the line with the governor and some of his staff. You know, it is it's been all day nonstop trying to address the issue. Um, and I actually started the day uh, at 10 o'clock talking to a number of community-based organizations and their leaders about what we can do, particularly as it relates to two vulnerable populations, uh, seniors who are the most likely to be the victims um, uh, of, of, well, I shouldn't say the victim, you know, the likelihood of catching the virus is equal amongst all populations, all ages. But those who are most likely to die from the virus are seniors. And then the other population that we're trying to get information to is the undocumented. The fact is, 
is that um, we have lots of communications going on in English throughout multiple um, social media, through TV, through email, but the, the amount of information being translated and the amount of information going towards uh, undocumented populations is something that we're working on. Um, information is key. So like our first question was kind of like to ease out everything, like a quick little overview, if you will. Um, so it's been like, how has it been being alderman and like, how has it changed you? That's a great question. So I've been alderman since May 20th. Um, so it's less than a year, but it feels like it's been five years. Um, you know, we have a lot of needs in our community, but I would, I would not rather have any other job. You know, I grew up in the neighborhood. Um, I've worked in the community all my life, um, whether it be at Petrowski Park, um, during college or at the alderman's office when I was right out of college to working at Instituto. And then working, end up working at Enlace Chicago as uh, director of violence prevention and last and and executive director. Just uh, been a passion of mine to work in my neighborhood. So being the alderman is uh, a very important task. Something that I don't take lightly. I take very seriously, um, and uh, it's changed me. It's it's given me a lot more anxiety about getting things done. And like now, even up to like um, the elections and like the primaries that happen, like. Do you think the elections will impact the ward or like such as a community? Oh, I'm, I'm very hopeful of these last elections. For instance, many people don't know about the role that judges play in the everyday lives of people. The fact is, is that I think judges have a disproportionate impact on how people's lives go. They have more of an impact than I do on a day-to-day -day basis. They see people in domestic violence court. They see people on, on tickets. They see people, you know, they're setting bail for people. They're setting bonds. They're setting, um, all, they're deciding people's lives. I mean, it's, it's, it's an awe experience. And in the Southwest side of Chicago, we have 11 judges that represent us. In a district that's about 80% Latino, up until about a year ago, there was only one Latino judge. The rest were white. Um, and I don't think that's cool. I think that uh, people who are representing us, deciding our lives should, should be um, similar to us. They should be from our community and be people who know the trials and tribulations of what we go through. So I'm excited to have um, supported several people for judge over the last couple of years. And as of a couple of days ago, we're going to now have four judges that are Latino in the, in the sub-circuit. And that's going to continue to, to improve as, as far as I, as far as I, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I was really excited about those judges being elected, Perla Tirado and Gerardo Tristan were just elected for vacancies in our sub-circuit. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited that the, the Burke machine went down. Um, again, we had Aaron Ortiz, a former high school counselor, a guy, but I think he's like in his tw late twenties still, um, who beat Alderman Burke at, for a democratic committee person. That was huge. Um, Alderman Burke, you, you might know this, um, shook down a Burger King for a driveway permit. He basically said, I'm not giving you the driveway permit unless you hire my, my law firm um, to represent you and you pay my law firm. And that guy hopefully will be going to jail because of that. But he just won his aldermanic election. And what a travesty it would have been if he would have won for a committee person. But he lost. And I'm excited about that as well. We, we elected a, a Latina. 
uh, countywide as Water Reclamation District, a powerful Latina, um, Ada Coral Sepulveda, who's been the Village of Hanover Park clerk for 10 years, and she's 33. And she was the clerk at the age of 23 as a single mom. So like, she's dope. She's a great, fierce leader. And like, I'm excited to elect people like that to office. I'm really excited about this last election. It really made a difference. For this election that just finished coming up, actually, because I was a new registered voter. Um, I think a few things for a registered, a registered voter, what I, sh what I should be informed about, like what should I keep in mind and why it's important to register for vote and why people who are just turned 18, why it's important to register to vote. Yeah, it's extremely important to, 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 to vote. Uh, it's not good enough to just be registered. We got to get people out to vote. Um, the fact is, is that um, for this countywide race that Ada Coral Sepulveda won, um, she, we actually haven't called it for her because the race is so tight. There are still 60,000 ballots to count, and she's only up about 4,500 votes. Mm -hmm. So it's still really, really close. So if more and more young Latinos were to get out to vote, I think people like Ada, who really represents our communities, would be elected to office. So, so what is was, um, when you don't vote, you actually are deciding the election. Um, the people who don't vote actually decide the election more than the people who do vote. And I think that's why it's so important to vote. Would you say that would be like a repercussion if not voting? Well, yeah, I, I, I think that's exactly right. I think, you know, many elected officials um look to see who's voting right to see where resources go think about the census the fact is that if we're not filling out the census we could lose federal dollars uh, for our communities for community-based programs um if we don't fill out the census so being active civically not just voting but voting's very very important but also um you know filling out the census joining your lsc running for office as an lsc member um, you don't have to be a citizen to run for the local school council at, at, at schools. You don't have to be a resident, right? Um, those are all very important things, and they govern the way our society runs and what our policies are. What do you see, like, the main concerns about this ward or the community? Like, what are people most, like, worried about? Well, right now, everybody's worried about this virus. And we were talking this morning about it. There's a group of us who potentially will start flyering the neighborhood. Um, I'm, I got to figure out what's going on with the stay at the, the shelter at home uh, piece and see what kind of things we can do to mitigate, you know, some of the problems that come to this. But we want to put flyers on, on doors to every every neighbor, neighbor in the neighborhood um, so that they know what a shelter in place means. So they know what they're supposed to do and not do as far as what social distancing means. Uh, y lo tenemos que hacer en español para que todos se entiendan y todos se enteran and get them de hacer en estos momentos, verdad? Muy difíciles, pero you know, if we get out their information, we will keep our community safer. And um, the fact is, is that you know, all of us on this call right now, if we got the virus, we'd probably be fine, right? Yeah, but, but the fact is that if we get this virus and then we infect three or four other people, they might not be okay. And if they infect three or four other people, now we're talking about being accessory to murder in some respects, right? Um, that's why it's important for us. Um, I, I shouldn't say an accessory to murder. That's a little bit drastic. But 
Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important for us, even those of us who are healthy, those of us, those of us who are very young, because I still consider myself very young. Uh, gracias. <laughs> I think it's important that, you know, we take precautions and make sure we're looking out for our loved ones by staying at home and staying safe and following the rules that are put out for us by those who know what's up. Just right now, like, what are the issues that so many voters face, like, in this ward? Yeah, so, um, good question. I didn't really answer the last one that's kind of similar, but the things that's always brought up is, um, in, in La Villita particularly, is the violence. And the fact that, um, you know, we hear gunshots every now and then, um, you know, while murders are going down in our community, one murder is way too many. And it's not something that we should stand for. Um, I've spent all of my career working on issues of violence and, and preventing violence and promoting peace. And I think that's like one of the major issues. The, the other issue that many, that many people don't talk about that is at the front of people's minds is they want their city services. They want to make sure that their potholes filled and their garbage cans uh, are, are there and, and that their garbage is getting picked up. Um, those are the two most important issues that I always hear about. But more and more, I'm hearing about uh, climate change and I'm hearing about environmental justice. And it's something I'm very conscious of, um, something I'm learning a lot more about because that has ne- never been my, 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 like, the thing I've worked on. I've always worked on, you know, issues with immigration, issues with violence in our community and community development issues. Um, but I'm starting to get a lot more involved with environmental issues and understanding those impacts on our community. And then I have a say on, on what a lot of businesses, on what businesses can come to the neighborhood. And I flat out have told some businesses, no, uh, that might bring more truck traffic to our neighborhood um, or that might bring different kinds of um, elements that you know people don't necessarily want. So I would say, you know, violence, um, you know, city services, and what kind of development comes into our neighborhood. That's, that's like the biggest topics that I come across. Do you think um, is an important time for the community to come together, especially during these times, like talking about like the violence in the neighborhood and then like all these like scenarios and issues that come up within the neighborhood, like especially in this time of crisis, do you think that the neighborhood or the community in itself should become involved now? In situations like these, like this would be a good time to come together. Absolutely. You know, what's interesting, um, like take COVID-19, for example, the coronavirus. You know, the think about Italy. Italy has now surpassed China for the highest uh, mortalities, the highest number of mortalities because of the, 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 the illness. And it's not because there's no treatment, but it's because that there's no bed space for people requiring attention. So what ended up happening in Italy is everyone got scared and everyone went to the hospital um, to get testing and they flooded their emergency rooms. What ended up happening is that people who really needed that attention weren't able to be put on ventilators, weren't able to receive the medical attention that they needed. There wasn't a community level response to the virus. And I think our president has also put us in that situation potentially. But what I'm seeing more and more of is people coming together to to address this issue. And it's going to take a 
community response to make sure that the number of deaths aren't in the tens of thousands, but maybe hopefully in the state, they're in the hundreds, right? Instead of tens of thousands, because there's going to be a lot. There's been five so far in the state. There will be more, but can we keep that down? And that's going to be the community doing it. And it's the same thing that we need to do when it comes to violence. We need to come together as a community to say, ya basta con la violencia. You know, we need to invest in our young people um, at an early age so that they're on a trajectory to go to school or, or get a good job. Like, that's what coming together as a community means. It means that we, we not just issues that are medical in nature, um, but other issues that require our attention. The cleanliness of our neighborhood, right? That needs to be a community response. The violence in our neighborhood needs to be a community response. And you know, it's what I've done all my career and what I try to get more people to do. Like, we need to come together as a neighborhood to resolve these issues. Is the community really aware of what's happening? Like, are we educated enough for that? Like, what are, like, resources you would have to be, like, aware of what's going on and, like, know our resources? Are you specifically talking about the coronavirus? Yes. Yeah. So, no, unfortunately, I don't think everyone's aware. And we have neighborhood Facebook pages that are propagating information that's just incorrect, you know, that's that's mis misleading. Um, you know what happens with immigration, right? You, you get people who go out there and say, you know, hey, come to me, I'll fill out this paperwork for you, charge you a bunch of money, and then the paperwork gets filled out wrong, and, you know, people are, don't get their status. So it's misinformation out there that we need to, we need to correct with people. That's, that's a big, big issue. Um, we also need to educate our folks on the basics. The fact is, is that like you, you look at some of those videos in Florida, those spring breakers, and they're like oblivious to, to what they're, what they're potentially impacting the larger society on. You know, I think there are people in our community who are oblivious to what's going on, particularly those who don't have access to information in the same way that you or I might, because we have access to social media and there's higher social capital within who we are and like who we're around. Like we need to be, that, that's why I'm, I'm taking the approach. Like we need to put flyers on people's doors. You know, that's how we, we want to be able to communicate with people. We're going to do robocalls to people, potentially text messaging people in addition to social media and other means to get the word out. I was thinking um, with the misinformation and people being oblivious, um, the panic buying, especially. I didn't want to get into that topic, yes. but yes. people like panicking and overly buying toilet paper and hand sanitizer yeah. masks and just buying and not buying not what they need, but like overly buying. And on a, on a lighter note, I was wondering for La Vaita, especially for um, the tortillas. Yep. Up, but yeah. Yeah, it's really unfortunate that people are hoarding the way they are. Um, it's it's such a selfish thing. I will say, though, that, you know, these types of situations bring out the worst in people, but they also bring out the best in people. Like, I've seen so many people be so generous uh, and so many people, like, just trying to help. Um, for instance, on that call I had this morning, people were really passionate about helping seniors and trying to figure out a way to get support to seniors. You get these big grocery stores who have said, you know what, from 7 to 8 in the morning or 7 to 9 in the morning, it's just seniors who are able to, to, to buy so that they don't have to get have these problems. Like, 
I think you're also seeing some of the best of people as well. And I, you know, I, I want to focus on that. There's obviously at the same time, there's, there's a panic and I sometimes can't blame people for trying to, you know, get as much food as possible. Um, now the people trying to hoard the toilet paper that, you know, again, God's got a good place for them in the future. Um, I guess after the panic buying for big stores, I was wondering, well, we both were wondering for the impact of small businesses, mom and pa shops, and the trust fund, the working around it. So we've been advocating for dollars to go towards those small businesses and, and the workers as well. My, my primary focus has been on the workers, but the small businesses as well are hurting. The city has a $100 million um, fund that the small businesses can apply to. They're, 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 they're loans, but some of them are forgivable, forgivable loans. And starting on March 31st, businesses can apply for that, that relief. And there's going to be a ton of more money coming out of the federal government. I believe there was five to fifteen billion dollars allocated to support small businesses in the form of loans, some of which would potentially be forgivable loans. But um, you know, it's it's you know, every the first thing people talk about 26th Street is the magnificent mile and our business district. And you know, it's been suffering over the last ten years since the, the Great Recession. Um, and now it's going to suffer even more, and we got to be there for them. And, like, one of our questions was also how would it impact these families, knowing that there's a lot of people in one household and knowing that there's a lot of people have low-income jobs. So, like, how do we stabilize that? How do we help out? It's tough. You know, 40,000 people applied for unemployment insurance in the last couple of days. I mean, it's, it's, it, our economy is really, really going to take a hit. And working class people are going to be the ones who take the biggest proportional hit. Lack of access to information. The fact is, my wife and I, we both got salary jobs. I got a government job. She works in philanthropy. We're going to be fine, right? We're still going to get paychecks. But what about people down the street where, where I live who are working hourly jobs who are being laid off or their, or their hours are being cut in half? Like, what's going to happen with them? So, what we've done is um, we've pushed for and we've won uh, the fact that there will be no evictions until at least April 30th. Um, that ComEd and People's Gas will not do any shutoffs during this period of time. Um, and we're going to keep on fighting for more resources like that to, to working class folks. And like on the lighter, on the lighter note, like um, how will like this pandemic or like teach us or like unite the community? You know, I, I'm I feel I feel like our it's going to change our culture. This pandemic will change our culture. Hopefully, bring people more together, make people more caring. Maybe we'll address issues like violence in a different way. Maybe the federal government. We'll stop looking at people, working class people as commodities, as things that they could just throw around and start investing in working class people. Um, maybe we'll think about our schools and implementing more distance-based learning that would widen and allow for more people to be educated. Um, maybe this pandemic will get us to have 5G so that we're, anybody's able to access the internet from anywhere in the city of Chicago, right? Like there is, so, so you never waste um, a, a, a tragedy is what some people say. You make the best of it. 
And it's times like this where we got to figure out how we can make the best of the situation. And I'm committed to doing that. Going back around uh, to the elections um, and reporting, it's like, what outcomes do you hope to see for the elections? And how would it help the ward? Well, I want to make sure votes are counted. Um, right now, the Chicago Board of Elections and Cook County Board of Elections are shuffling through the votes. And there's still a lot of more votes to count. I think our future also, you want to see how society's changed? Forget about voting in person. I mean, we're going to move towards a mail um, vote um, in the near future. Um, there may be some voting in person, but, you know, there's some states in the country where 100% of the votes are all mail-in ballots. And they have higher voter participation. So, like, I, I think that might be a good thing, right? We might want to move forward in that way. And that would potentially get more people in La Vita to come out to vote. Um, you know, I'm excited about the elections. We have a 23-year-old who was just elected as state representative um, on the southwest side of Chicago, Edgar, Edgar Gonzalez Jr. Uh, amazing young man, uh, grew up right by the arch, a block away from the arch. Uh, now he's a state representative, right, doing his thing. Um, I'm excited about him, and I was excited to help uh, put him in office and support him. And, you know, he's going to think critically about issues of young people and about our and, and issue, issues of, of working class people. That's just who he is. Both of his parents are union members. Uh, they work union jobs, um, you know, working class jobs. And, um, you know, I, I think that type of election, electing that those type of people is a very, very good thing. I'm feeling really good. Um, I'm, I'm a little sad that my boy Bernie didn't do better in the state. Uh, I was a statewide, there was, um, so Jesus, Congressman Garcia was his statewide chair and there were 10 vice chairs. I was one of his vice chairs. Um, and I was proud to be a vice chair for his campaign. I was proud to be there, uh, downtown outside of Petrillo Banshell. Uh, my daughter went up on stage with me as Chewy introduced Bernie to the crowd and he came up and. He greeted all of us and did his thing. And, you know, it was an exciting moment. And I think about, and why I bring up that situation, because I think about my daughter. She's eight. And, you know, she was there at that rally. Um, and she was there when I was voting the other day, uh, about a week ago. She came with me. And I got to think that our future is so bright. I mean, thinking about people like you who are doing this type of conversation with their aldermen. Uh, thinking about my daughter and the kind of experiences that she's been through. Like, I'm just really excited about our future. Uh, I'm ready to get out of the way. So let me know when you, when y'all are ready to, to be aldermen so we can, uh, we can make this happen. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it a lot. I know that a lot of you are very important to us. Thank, thank you. So thank you. Take care. Have a good rest of the day. Are you sick of being stuck at home and not being able to go out? Tired of being sick, your friends being sick, and everybody and their grandma sneezing on your face? Well, do I have some tricks to escape the coronavirus? Porque yo sí sé que no se bañan, pero whatever. Primero, wash your hands. Invented in 28,000 BC or something like that, soap is a crucial part of everybody's hygiene. I know it's inaccessible. I know, I know. You can only get it at like Sam's, Walmart, Target, and like 3 million other stores. But have you tried ordering it online? Anyways, 
mix that bad boy up with some water and lather it on your hands for 20 seconds or however long you know it takes you to wrap anaconda and boom you can say bye bye to all the viruses on your hands Ooh. are you lazy and need something more convenient well use hand sanitizer something is always better than nothing and we need to be as clean as possible because <laughs> you're nasty which takes me to my next very important point always keep your hands away from your eyes mouth and face not only should you already have been doing that but you need to make sure that if anything is on your hands yes i'm talking about you miss rona that we're washing it off before it goes all over our face then our mouth then our throat and ugh you know then you got a zuki and boo boo and we ain't got time for all of that and finally the most imperative to slowing and stopping the spread of la rona is to stay at home you heard me to stay home every person needs to self-quarantine if possible because one infected person creates a domino effect of infection we all know there isn't enough hospital beds and ventilators in the u.s for all of us and i know it must suck to not be able to hit the club or eat brunch with friends but one person makes a difference we can't just wait hasta que fulanita se muera we all need to be here for one another and look out for each other so please stay inside stay healthy and stay inside period hello and welcome back everybody uh you're here with adrian i'm Alyssa, oh, and i'm marie and we hope that you're still listening from inside the comfort of your own home and now we're going to be discussing the part of the that the government has taken to slow down the spread of COVID-19 here in the city of Chicago, uh, along with the rest of Illinois, and the guidelines that our leaders have taken in order to keep us safe and stop the healthcare system from overloading. Oh dear, that's a lot to discuss about. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's important for the people to definitely hear and learn about this and what they, you know, should be doing to keep themselves healthy. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I know that we're in a lockdown now, I think officially today. Yeah, it's supposed to start at five, I think. Um, people are supposed to stay home unless they're getting like gas or buying food. Necessities, essentially, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, there's a lot of people that don't seem to really understand what the stay at home order actually like means. I don't know if like you guys saw any people that were like scared or had misconceptions about what the order actually meant. Not that I've seen. Because I feel like wherever I would look, there would be a lot of people that were talking about like, oh, I have to stay in my home or like, um, yeah, yeah that was about it. Just like but, staying um, home and then going out for necessities like food or gas and stuff. Yeah, like but then there was people that were scared also like that there was police that were going to like chase them down if they were like outside. No. Yeah, no. There's also like, people who like, I'm sorry, but like I didn't know. care at all, you oh, know. Yeah. They still went outside, they went out, they had fun. Yeah. And the, like this, like these guide policy guidelines are like set into place because like we like don't want to get any more people sick. Like that was uh like that, like that's the reason why this isn't put in place. They don't want to set this in place because oh you guys can't have fun. It's like you guys can't go outside at all, but just like 
it's put into place because like they want us to be safe yeah I to like do it and then people still break it i'm like they're trying to keep us safe not the other way like what are you doing like spreading their virus around disgusting i don't promote that yeah yeah it seems like people aren't listening to stay home or like stay away from like you know large populations of people to remain healthy yeah I mean, like, that's why they closed the bars, because, like, everyone went out on Saturday, last Saturday and Sunday. For was it spring break, right? I'm like, guys, just stay home, please. Even as we're, like, doing this, like, entire show, just, like, talking about just staying home. Also, like, necessities. What was essential and what was non-essential? Like, I don't know. I don't know when you're going to need 64 rolls of toilet paper, but, like, I don't know. That's just me. What yeah, do you guys think of that? Like overconsuming, overbuying. Yeah. I think it's crazy, honestly, that people are buying like sixty-four packs of toilet paper when you probably won't need that much that much um for you know this a whole quarantine. Yeah. Or especially like with Hanson, like or like how about the oh god, I, I know most people like we've mentioned this before, but like the tortillas. Oh, yeah. Here, huh? The tortillas. I had to go, like, to, like, three grocery stores to get, like, ten. And that's it. I don't know. It sucks. And then they have a limit, too. Because everyone's flying in, like, in a bunch. So, yeah, that's really stressful. It's not good. Yeah, and there's a lot of stores that are putting, like, limits in place to try and stop people from actually overbuying. The thing is, like, it's not a zombie apocalypse. It's serious. But, like, you shouldn't be, like preparing for like three months or yeah, exactly. year, something like that because in a sense they're like kind of preparing for the end of the world and even though it's just like a virus that like they're still like looking for a vaccine for like this is still not curable but like in a way to prevent it to like slow <laughs> rise but like people are like treating it like a place to be greedy and like hoarding and it's just like you don't have people who can like do those things like quickly as everybody else is doing um yeah like, they buy out and clear out all the shelves, but when, like, elderly people who shouldn't be going outside need to buy the groceries, they go to these stores, and it's, like, gone. And they don't have anything to buy, and they waste it. They're, like, in a sense, they're, like, wasting their time to go to these grocery stores that are, like, sold out. And for, for what? Because, like, it's, they're, it's gone. They're going outside. Like, they're at risk to get themselves sick, but for necessities, and y'all want to be greedy and hoarding all of these rolls of toilet papers and these hand sanitizers because y'all want to, but not thinking of anybody else. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of stories that are trying to take, uh, trying to prevent that basically because they're having like special hours, especially like in the morning for older people who want to buy and who don't have as much of a chance of getting these necessities at other stores where a lot of people have like gone and overbought. Yeah. I mean, there's also really nice people around right here. Like, I guess, like, in this moment, it, like, shows in true colors, I would say. Yeah. The, I know there's a lot of people, like, if they, like, over overbought something, they donate it or they share it. They give others that. And I think that's, like, the more positive side of what's going on. Like, people might be hoarding, but there's others who are giving. They're also helping each other. And, like, knowing that you're in a moment of crisis, that's, like, the most important thing. Selflessness, yeah, I guess. I think this whole situation seems like it seems like it's brought people more together than it did before. Yeah, 
because again, with like using technology even now, like you stay at home with your family and like bond with them in a way you can't before because like now you don't have any place to go and you have to stay home. Or even now as we do the show, what is it? I'm basically on Google Hangouts and like look at everybody and just like hi and connecting with everybody like over like like technology and like with Hangouts and FaceTime and everything else is just like, wow. Like we really did that. Also like rumors or like just made up stuff conspiracies about this it's really concerning because like a lot of people don't get information from certain people or like certain things and now you're like misinformed and then like telling others that and then they're still panicking it's just like because i know other people think i don't know what they think but like i don't know just like get your information from like reliable sources i would say yeah because yeah i'm like hearing a lot of different like misinformation from a lot of different people and I'm or like a lot of different information that like contrast with like what, I, what others are saying and I'm just like what and it's like huh like and you're like really confused about it because like now you don't know what to believe and I get where some people can get really panicky about it because like they're not sure and I know for a fact that some of uh, my family is gets misinformation and they get concerned and I'm just like I don't even know so yeah definitely reiterating for looking at reliable sources and just like paying attention. I wouldn't say news because that just that just scares everybody. I mean there's also like daily press com- conferences going on, such as like the mayor, the governor of the mm-hmm. state, also informing people, like I don't know, just keeping people like on track of what's going on and then like, all the precautions they're met they're holding on and all that. I think that's really important and it's really nice. I know like like official sites like co like chicago.gov slash covid19 has a bunch of information and like press conferences and also like if you don't have like access to like a tv or whatever you can go on facebook live and you can just see like press conferences going on and going through like monday through sunday like around 11 so yeah i think that's really cool that like not cool, but you know, it's like better to have like precautions and know what you're doing and like keep people informed of what's going on and like I don't know. Like it's helpful and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about this, Adrian? I think it's important for people to not disregard the information because there's a lot of people that are like, you know, like whatever, like the spring breakers, they're like, oh, whatever. If I get it, I get it. Oh, okay. so I think it's important to realize that you're going to put other people at risk by taking that move. Yeah. Also, like, I know, like, they say that young people are, like, less likely to get it or, like, let, or, like their mortality rate is, like, better than old people, if that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah even if you're young, you can still spread it to other people. What if you, like, spread it to your grandparents or, like, someone elderly? Like, that's very concerning. And, like, also, like, you should just take precautions. You don't want to, like, be that person that's, like, spreading it to other people, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Like, I you don't want... Oh, you go ahead. Was it, like, what is it, for, like, the slope of, like, how many people are getting it, you want to, like, like, was it less than the slope? Like, you want to make it small? Yeah. And, like, yeah, it's growing on an exponential rate, so that's, like, scary, you know? Trying to, like, smush the, the rate of it, the exponential rate. What were you going to say, Adrian? Well, I was thinking that there's there's a lot of, like, 
officials and people saying that the spread of the spread of the virus is going faster here in the United States mm-hmm. than it did like in China. And I think it's because right away people started staying in their homes. They were obviously scared of it because they didn't know what was really going on. Yeah. But I think they did try and take the proper precautions compared to people here that are kind of just, um, you know, brushing aside any comments or any information that they're being given by officials and doctors. And then those spring breakers that are just like, you know what, if I get it, I get it. And it's just like, no, go back inside. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. And now a lot of officials are starting to like completely close down and have like officers of the law at like the beaches and stuff like that to try and prevent people from staying there. It makes you really question like, what is it? Like the front line, the people who are on the front line, like doctors and nurses. And in this sense, what is it? Police officers and such. Cause like they have to like, make sure that like, was it like, was it for nurses and doctors? They have to make sure who has COVID-19 and who doesn't treating the people who have COVID-19. And then the police officers who have to deal with these spring breakers and then people who are outside and just telling them and coming into contact with them it's like please go and please go home please go and stay inside it's just like you can't be here like it's like really scary how many like in the sense of like protecting yourself from COVID-19 or protecting other people in the sense it just like tell these people like go home or like you have to treat these people who have COVID-19 you have to check if these people do have COVID-19 it's like those those people that have to deal with that are like very brave if you think about it like wow like you're really doing that shout out yeah. the first line workers you know saps they're really helping us also i would like i don't know minimum wage workers too because there's a lot of people who are working in factories right now yeah. and like or convenience stores grocery stores and like i don't know that's kind of scary just knowing people, you're seeing people panic and then you're in contact with a lot of people, so that's very like frightening, I could say. So, yeah. shout out to them. Yeah, they're. I think they're keeping trying to keep everything. They're the people keeping everything afloat. Because if they weren't there, it'd be way more chaotic than it already is. Yeah, because like for example, laundry services like laundromats are open, gas stations are open, CTA is open, oh. pickup is open. Like grocery stores are open. I don't know if I mentioned that already, but like, like civil servants and what is it? Uh, like those type of workers are just like, yeah, keeping everything in the calm in the sense while everybody else is panicking and overdoing the resources. Mm-hmm. But like, that's why you have to know, like, just grab like the most necessary. Don't stock up for like next three months because like. Still, like, I don't know. I don't know what classes are mine. It's like, I need 64 rolls of toilet paper right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so. then, even then, if there's, like, necess- a necessity for food, uh, if you have, like, small children, you can go pick up, like, at your, your schools, CPS, and, like, Noble Schools are having free lunch for your kids. And they'll give you also for, like, dinner and for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, like, I would say the most important thing for, like, viewers listeners who are listening right now is like stay at your home don't go outside don't think it's a good day to like spend a day downtown i don't know just stay home for like your own well-being for the well-being of others if you need to go out go out i can't stay that long i would say but yeah i'm also appreciate the people you have like in your home 
because like you're kind of like with them for like a long while. So like, you need you know you have to appreciate them. I completely agree. Just you know, like spend time with your family. Again, go out when necessity is the necessity or utmost, and just try to go through it. Connect with friends through Google Hangouts and Messenger, and just like sit through it until this whole the whole thing hopefully passes over. Eventually, it's all gonna be over. Just make sure to stay inside like as much as you can. Don't go out unless you really need to, mm-hmm. which isn't too often and you know just try and keep yourself entertained while you're inside like what are you guys doing to keep yourself entertained during like these moments uh did you want to answer this one uh i mean i've been on netflix and then i've also been doing my homework which is about it i mean we're doing radio too right now oh yeah 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 it's important Uh issues and also yeah I've catched up on a lot of stuff. Like, this is crazy. Nice. So, like, I know. I think I've been, like, playing Uno with my family. And, um, like, reading manga. Like, that was, like, a first. And, like, rewatching was in My Hero Academia. Because my sister wanted to watch it from the beginning. So we were watching that. Also watching American Horror Story. Yeah. And- so, we appreciate... You guys listening, because we know, like, this is a very, quarantine is very boring, but, like, you know, we're doing it for other people, the well-being for everyone in this community, for this nation or whatever. It's just important. And, like, yeah. our words go out to you guys who are, like, bored home, not doing anything. So, like, I'll give you guys, like, any final thoughts on this. Just like sending love all your ways. Like, thank you for staying home. If you are, thank you for listening in with us. Um, and uh, praise not praise, but like snaps all y'all and stuff like that for keeping tight. Yes, yeah, just make sure to keep on going. Um, for as long as this quarantine lasts, I don't know, just make sure to spend time and you know, try and keep yourself entertained, your family entertained. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely uh, seems to spiral out of hand after a while. <laughs> I think it's just comforting to know that even though this is all happening, you still um, kind of have people by your side, whether it's through technology or in your own home. I think it's kind of for good vibes, y'all. So we're wrapping up right now. So like, remember, you're listening to What's Up, Quarantine Edition, which is, this might be a series. Honestly, this might be a series. Why? Because we don't know when this is going to end. But we enjoyed talking to you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us. So, yes. Thank you. Bye. 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 Stay home. Bye. Welcome to my earth. It's a crying shame.
it's me. I haven't heard from you in a while. I hope it's because you're listening and enjoying our amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delicious, funny, breathtaking, wee-snatching, Liddy Poppin' production. If not, you should listen to our radio show, What's Up, again. In the meantime, we'll be twerking on our next one. Here in Lumpin' Radio. So stay tuned for our next amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delicious, funny, breathtaking, weave-snatching, highly amazing production. I hope that you were informed about the YOLO-licious parts of life and get your bag today. Don't forget to listen to us on SoundCloud at YOLOKALI, on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at YOLOKALI, or visit at YOLOKALI.org for more. We are the robots.